Hey everybody, uh, welcome back this week. Thanks to anyone that joined us last week. Uh, we have an exciting show for you this week. We have Nikki Hamilton from the Steel Magnolia joining us, and we're going to catch up with Sarah about her Daytona trip, and then we have another cool round of Twisted Tea stories to get into in the end, so stick around. Yeah, so uh, welcome back. Welcome back, Sarah, from your awesome trip to Daytona. At least that's what I heard. And I'd like to hear more about it if you want to just open up. And, and why, why'd you go? Tell, let's, let's hear about it. Let's hear about how your weekend was. Well, it, I got to tell you, it was a really great trip, but I had a feeling it was going to because of the people I went with. But it was a big decision to bring Alex all by myself. I did that for a few reasons. One, I didn't want to leave you with her all weekend. And two, I didn't want to leave her all weekend. So it was like... Yeah, I remember we talked about you going away with Alex on your own for the first time, and then now we're post-experience. We yeah. talked about it right before you went. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it, it kind of went exactly how I thought it would, and I knew because you know how she likes to thrive in front of other people. She was having herself a good old time, but the the, the airport was something. So we got to PHL, and, I mean, in hindsight, I guess – I thought it was a better idea to bring the wagon stroller, to bring the extra suitcase. That Anyway, there I am standing there trying to check all this stuff in, and I got two bags that belong on my back, only one back, and I got the, the big wagon stroller and two rolly bags, one big one and one small one, and I ain't carrying on any And a baby. And the baby. Let's, let us not forget, who is minus her bag? Who is minus her bag? And I realized it right away. I'm getting everything out of the stroller, and I'm like, and it was it was a minute before I realized it because she, the woman there at uh, American Airlines was trying to help me tag all my bags, but I got an extra tag that came out, and I'm like, we're already off to a bad start because I got three bags and four tags, and I don't even know how to put it on the stroller. So I'm like, I finally called her again. I'm like, will you help me, please? And she's helping me, and she's like, you don't need the fourth one? I'm like, I, I really don't need it. So I'm getting everything out of the stroller for her, and I'm about to fold it up, and I'm like, oh, I forgot her bag. But I was, like, talking to myself, and she's like, oh, so you do need four tags? I'm like, definitely not, because that bag's in the car. But that bag had the leash, and I don't care if that's taboo. I have no idea about what we are doing about the leash thing. I love it. I was going to put that little girl on a leash the whole way. And it was cool looking. It was like a dragon, oh, right? Yeah, it was a, a, a dinosaur. Alligator, dinosaur. The front, like, flapped up, and there were snacks in there. Her headphones were in there. We made it, though. But she wanted to – I didn't bring the stroller inside at all. We walked the whole way, and we had a layover. Uh, so we had to go to North Carolina and wait there and get the flight to Daytona. She walked every single airport and by herself. She, I would ask to hold her hand, and she'd, she'd entertain it for like a second, but then when she didn't want to hold my hand, she'd rip it away. And if I was trying to force it on her, because there's a lot of people going around and she's a tiny child, uh, she started a new thing that we learned this last weekend. So she would rip her hand away, sit down on the floor, and then lay out flat. And the first time she did it, I got her to come up right away. But the second time, she lay, she was solid. She laid flat and didn't move until I left her the hell alone for a good amount of time, at least, I don't know, 20 seconds, which was the I've longest 20 seconds tantrums. I've ever had in my whole life. Because here she is laying flat on the decrepit airport floor. And I'm just like praying that, I don't know. I don't know what I, don't know what I th didn't want her to do. I just didn't want her to be laying on the floor anymore. And... uh the people are now going like this. 
around us. Oh, they were all very nice about it. And I'm just sitting there like, well, anytime now, Alex, because if I pull you up off that floor, one, one of these two bags that's on my back is going to fall off and probably hit you in the head. And two, you're not going to come up with me anyway. So I'm just going to have bags falling down my arm and you coming up. It wasn't bad until the moving as the moving sidewalk, the moving sidewalk. She wanted to keep going on and on and on. And we had a flight delay. So I was like, whatever, we'll go on it. And she yanked her hand away and sat. And I'm like, oh, no, not here, not now. And I thought we were completely alone on the moving sidewalk. So I have both backpacks on my back, but not looped around the other arm. I just have them kind of on this shoulder. Uh, and she's on that side of me and she's sitting. And I keep trying to pull her up. And when I would pull her up, the bags would slide and she'd go right back down. So I was like, all right, I got to figure something out because the end's coming up and I don't really want you sitting when we get to the end. You don't understand, but I do. Let's get you up, right? So I knew that I only had a few seconds to do it and I couldn't stop and get one arm in the other bag to hold that steady. I'm going to have to do this with both bags just hanging. So I did one of those big adjustment things and uh, real hard, but I did it all at one swoop. That stood her up and then bent down to pick her up and got her up. And I get off and the lady, this lady comes up behind me. She's like, I am very impressed by all of that. She's like, I didn't know that. I didn't know if she was going to stand up. She kept wanting to sit down. And I'm like, oh my God, you were behind me the whole time. <laughs> we got through it. We did the airport and she had a great time. We had a great time. Jen Parnell, the whole reason we went down there was JPJ Creations. Um, if you guys tuned in last time, I told you all about it. She had a great time. Uh, and the class was great. They did three classes, uh, the Misfit Besties, and all, th I th all three went great. I went to the 4 p.m. class and actually made a cup, which I keep forgetting at home. I want to bring it here and epoxy mm -hmm. it. I seen to it. it. It was a good it time. Exists. We all rented a uh, Most of the girls rent a house together, so that was great because Saturday night we all just chilled in the house. It was uh, me, Jessica, Jerry. You know, I'm going to keep trying to name everyone, but... uh. I'm gonna, I know I'm gonna forget people's names and it was a whole bunch of us. Uh, Peachy from, or Krista from Peachy Olives was there. I keep calling her Peachy. I, you know, I, I gotta check with her to make sure that's okay. But anyway, Peachy was there and she is so sweet and so much fun to hang out with. She brought a friend, CJ, and them two together were just great. We were having a great time. Uh, we, we played, what was it? Not Whisper Down the Lane. Is that what we called it? The, where you say a sentence, then you say it to someone else. Well, and then that's they down the line, yeah, yeah, right? We played that. And I think that was probably the highlight of everyone's night. I haven't played that since I was like five. Same. And, and <laughs> for a while, it was going messed up by itself. But uh, the girls down at the end were trying to cheat a little bit and trying to make the game a little more interesting. And I could tell they were like, you could see it in their face. They were like, this is still the exact sentence that was started. So then they started changing it. That was a whole thing in itself. Uh, what That's else? Fun. Yeah, what else stood out to me? Alex was just having a ball with all these people. She was running in and out of everyone's rooms, bringing me eyelashes, hair ties, cell phones, whatever she could get her little hands on. Living it up. Living the life. Eating cookies and donuts like it was going out of style. She's on a sugar hiatus. Meanwhile, I did nothing. Oh, I know. I took that opportunity and I did absolutely nothing. Not even the dishes. Nope, not even the dishes. <laughs> I mean, I cleaned the living room, I cleaned the kitchen, I mopped the floor. And cleaned the whole table off because I left that table a hot mess and I was the apologizing for it when I left. The only thing I, I didn't do was the dishes, but, you know, fuck the dishes. Uh, 
I even sent my laundry out to be done because that's what I do. <laughs> but that got done too. But that was nice. It was it was nice to have a little bit of a break, even if it was just a couple days. Uh, you don't get that very often, do you? No. Oh, no, I guess. I mean, even the break was kind of short-lived Saturday night. You know, I got your exciting phone call. And, of course, with job tasks behind it, I was to create uh, while Sarah's enjoying beautiful Daytona with her friends. I mean, it was chilly. Jason's got to create uh, sliders for the creative team members to be ready by the time she lands on Sunday. Cause I I messed up. I thought that the gl I thought their glitters were coming out Sunday, and here, embarrassed moment, they're already on my own website. Come Sunday, and they were on there since Friday. That's one of Sarah's favorite pastime activities: is divvying up uh, tasks for Jason while she's on vacation. I you know what though, in in all defense of that situation, if I had done it myself, they would not have turned out as good as you made them. This is uh, nice to hear. The shaker thing, I, there's no way that I would have thought about that. And even yeah, if I did, I wouldn't cool. have known how to execute that. I think they came out cool. I think everything's been getting uh, more fun with the graphic design and stuff. Everything has uh, uh, been pretty rad. I'm excited for um, uh, the mis Mifit eh, words. I'm excited <laughs> for the Misfit Tour to come our way. I know it's coming to us soon. April. April. April's jam-packed, right? We got so many things happening. I know that we got uh, well, two big, oh, we have so many like trips between the two of us. I know I, I opt out of as many trips as possible because I'm just like a, a homebody. But we're going to uh, North Carolina for a big car show in April. You're going to well, we're we're both going and Sean to Creativation. Huge, huge craft expo in Ohio, we Columbus, Ohio. We kept talking Ohio. about me staying home for that. That's in a... Are you staying home for that now? With Alex. Oh, Sarah's staying home. So maybe me and you so should talk about Jason that. So just Jason and Sean are going to Columbus, Ohio now. Uh, we'll talk about it. But Sarah, where else? You have two moms. This upcoming weekend. Not this upcoming yeah. uh, next weekend. That's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Never um, been to Oklahoma. I know that the Misfit Makers Tour has the Texas stop at um, Nikki Hamilton's hey. warehouse, uh, who we're going to have on here shortly. And I know you're trying to make it down there. Not sure yet if that's 100, but that's we're trying to get that going. Might be able to drop Alex off with my parents, which would be really cool, too, for... It, it's, it's like uh, almost perfect having the in-laws live in, in Texas there. Um, Things we've never said before. <laughs> Is that all of the trips that we have coming up here? I, I feel like I'm missing some. Oh, in, in two weeks, my cousin's wedding in, in Florida. We're going back to Florida. We're going back to Florida in two weeks. It's crazy. On planes, off planes, on planes, off planes. Oh, I'll, uh, it, Actually, Columbus, I'm driving. Like, I have to build our whole set for creativation. I'm actually excited slash stressed slash anxious about that. But we have to get that going soon because that's in seven weeks. Seven weeks. Going to be trailer in Ohio. Going to be fun, though. I think it's going to be a fun experience. We All had right. fun I, last time. I think that's been enough of a little bit of a wrap-up for the past week. I'm, I know there's other stuff that happened, but, you know, we'll talk about it another time. Uh, I'm excited <laughs> to introduce our first guest. Uh, Sarah was able to convince her while they were hanging out in uh, Daytona. 
But if you guys are unfamiliar, she's an entrepreneur, she's a mom boss, she's a Chick-fil-A lover, she's the life of the party. We have Nikki Hamilton, owner uh, of Steel Magnolia and Live by Nikki, to join us. Hi, Nikki. Hey, Sarah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming as our first guest. We're very excited. Welcome. I'm so nervous. I'm not going to lie. I'm super excited, though. Woohoo. There's nothing to be nervous about. We're just chatting. Yeah, so I want to talk about, let's go back to the good old days, like when we all first started. And I want to know, why tumblers? Out of all the things that could have been back then, what was it about the tumblers? Well, I had played my hand in shirts and lots of different crafts, but I got into tumblers and at the time they were just so rare, right? Like nobody was doing tumblers. It wasn't a big thing. Um, and it was just like a therapy session, right? Because it takes so long to make a cup that you just have so many hours in the craft room and then just your creativity and all that stuff. And so I was a stay-at-home mom and it just filled my time and... I love making cups. Why selling them wholesale? How did that start? Well, at the time, there was really just one Tumblr wholesaler, um, unless you wanted to go to Walmart or, or Target or wherever. And I just, we were looking, me and my husband were looking for the next adventure. And I came to him like one morning and I was like, we should sell cups. And he was like, you're crazy. I love it. Let's do it. Yes, so Jimmy. One thing led to another, and I'm selling cups. <laughs> I remember. I remember you were you were hustling them before you even had them sh uh, at your house, right? You were hyping it up. Everyone, steel magnolia, steel magnolia. Come on in. I remember the beginning. Yes, I, my aunt was uh, in kind of getting into the Tumblr stuff, and I was like, "You need to post for me because it looks weird if I do it." <laughs> and so, like, I had you know people out there going, "Oh, you should go check these people out," you know. I remember doing that with the glitter guy. I felt the same way. I'm like, I don't want to be the one, but also like, how do I tell people that we're here? Even the name, where'd the name come from? Well, oh, don't get me started on that. So me and that. my husband threw out a hundred different names. He hated all of them. I said, the Steel Magnolia. And he was like, we're sitting at a, I will never forget. We were sitting at a stop sign. And he's like, that's stupid. Uh, <laughs> and so then the next morning. Sounds like a husband answer. He's like, the next morning. I write. Next morning, he's like, uh, I can't stop thinking about it. And I love it. And then we're going to do it. I was like, okay. okay. Yeah. It's beautiful. It does. It works. And I mean, you've done a lot of cool things with your logo and it's always adorable. Thanks. We like to keep it, you know, simplistic and sweet. Nice. Um, you have some patents. Can you tell us about that? What, what made you want to like... get them? What it was like? Was it a hassle? You waited a while, right? Yeah, so we know. Oh yeah, patents. Patents take a long time. Yeah, so um, when we first started out, we were just getting generic blanks um, from overseas, and then it was always kind of my thing to. I wanted to create my own because coming from a cup making background, like I know what we look for—the straight sides, the easy to, you know, epoxy and wrap and all that other stuff. So um, I, I designed up what I wanted. Um, I was a, actually an engineering major for a long time before I went into the math uh, degree. And so like, I had background in designing things like that. So I drew things up and sent them to my supplier. 
uh, he created molds. He created the the samples for me. I you know would go back and say no, change this, fix that. You know, taller, shorter, fatter, um, and then we perfected it. And then I would take those drawings and I took them to my attorney who had them professionally drawn and drew up all the paperwork. And I mean, it's time, it's money. Um, it's not an easy thing to do. We we probably have submitted 30 to 40 patents and we have six approved. We have probably 10 of them that have been denied or we have to rework them or fix something that they wouldn't approve them for. Um, and then we still have like 10 of them pending. Um, it's like a two year process. How exciting was it for you? The first one you have six approved. So when that first one came in, you know, and had that stamp of approval on it. Like, it's just like, it, you just feel so good. Like you've accomplished something that no one else has, right? Because you've gotten a patent. It was your idea. And they said, yes, it's original. Like it just, it's, it's so amazing to feel that way. The cups are fantastic. I love it. It's so exciting. Speaking of things that only you have, I'm pretty sure you pulled off something else that's a little hard too. You got TumblrCon trademarked or was trademarked the right thing you did? And you didn't even think that was going to happen, right? No. So when I went to my patent attorney for that one, he said, I was like, well, why does Comic-Con get, you know, trademarked? Why can't I? And he said that it took Comic-Con like 20 years to get approved because you can't, say what the event is like so general in the title so like tumblr con is a tumblr convention you can't it's so hard to trademark that yeah so they told me that i'd have to reapply in like five years and my attorney kept saying every year we're going to apply because maybe we'll find someone who will let it through and after three years someone let it through so i'm super excited excited that was really cool. I remember I remember you telling me that you didn't think you were going to get it for 10 plus years. And then it wasn't just but weeks later, you were like, I got it. I was like, you got it. I know. I know. That was so unexpected. I did not expect it to, to go through that fast. And we, I mean, we really, I think, got lucky. But it's been awesome. You're going to have to send that agent a little present on their birthday or something. So one's a trademark and one's a patent. What's like the big difference between the two? Well, trademark is more of like a name, a word, like a font, something like that. Right. Whereas a patent is something you physically design. So the thing that people don't understand about patents is measurements don't matter. So when I have a patent on the plump, it covers all the sizes of the plump and any other straight sided cylinder, basically. So... There's a lot of people out there who are, um, you know, not really following the rules. I, I kind of have a patent over them. Ooh. Yeah. Better get them. Uh, maybe one day. Even that's a process in and of itself, just defending your patents and stuff, right? That's, that's a whole oh, yeah. world of complications. Yeah. Well, our biggest reason we wanted patents, one is I wanted to protect what was mine, but two... I wanted to protect myself from other people who were trying to claim that I did something wrong, uh, right? There's sense, yeah. big name companies out there who, you know, want to say everybody's copying them and I wasn't. So I wanted to protect myself from that, you know, so that they couldn't come after me. Smart. 
I was going to say, anyone watching that was a Tumblr maker in 2019 probably knows who we're talking about now. <laughs> that was aggressive. That was aggressive back then. Poor Walmart. It was. Great come it up was. for me. It was very aggressive. Walmart was nuts. <laughs> you couldn't find Tumblrs in Walmart for a minute. Yeah, I mean, now now trends and everything always shifting. It's crazy the way the Tumblr uh, uh, world goes. So you're actually uh, stepping away from Steel Magnolia. Well, you're letting Jimmy just run everything, right? Or what's happening? Yeah, Jimmy, Jimmy and Michael are pretty much taking over. Um, they do great. They've kind of been running it for a while. Yeah. So I've, I've been very behind the scenes actually very not behind the scenes um i'm just kind of in the face of it so i just being and running the business it was a full-time job like when we started this up i was working like 21 hours a day because you know my suppliers overseas and they wake up when i'm going to bed and they're going to bed when i wake up and so i mean i was i was working 21 hour days and like it was hard and then we finally got to a point where i delegated some of my work to jimmy and michael and and all the other staff um and so like i had more time but then i had more ideas and so i started TumblrCon, i started proper promos i'm, I'm doing all these things and i have no time at all to do any of them so i just i feel like in the process of being a business owner i've lost my creative side like you know i mean the reason i got into tumblers was the therapy the creativeness the the time to myself the Absolutely. therapeutic aspect of it um and so i just i've gotten away from that and i want to get back to it and so to do so i kind of had to take a step back from steel magnolia and to be able to focus and and take the time to create the content and whatever um that sort of thing yeah, it's hard to jump back in. Me and Jason have been trying to jump back into crafting uh, since we stopped crafting. Literally, we haven't tried to stop, and it's like, you know how it is. That's why you're, you know, you're doing what you're doing. You, just, it, you can't just say, all right, well, today I'm not going to do the Glitter Guy stuff. Today I'm just going to craft, so don't come at me with your problems. But here they are at my side with their problems, but they're my problems. So it's like... Yeah, it's just like a never-ending cycle, it feels like, sometimes. But I think we well, and that's totally why I had to make the official about. step back, right? Because I was trying to do both and I was trying to give it and it just wasn't working. Like I, I where I succeeded in one area, I failed in another and I, I couldn't keep up with all of it. No, it's, it's, I think what you're doing is terrific. I think for what you want your end game to be, I think this is great. Uh, what's, what's next? I know what, we got live by Nikki, right? That's, that's up and running now. That's officially, I know it's been, been being a thing, but this is like, Hey and guys, Papa's we're here. Promos. You even mentioned that a little, uh, oh, yeah, Papa's a, promos a moment ago too. Yeah. So like I still have my businesswoman side of me. So I'm still running Papa's promos, which we're doing vinyls and the shirts, DTFs, banners. I mean, pretty much anything we can print um we're still running that i'm still designing for that so like there's customers that come to us and say hey i want this to be designed or i want this i found it but i need it to say this or change it whatever um so i'm still designing for papa's promos um but then live by nikki live by nikki's my baby so we started i don't know back in september we did the nikki boxes mm -hmm. um just because that was my step to get back into crafting right i i knew i could do one with the box um and they've been so awesome like it comes with almost everything you need um to create the cup and i bring in a lot of different um vendors and suppliers to help me with it and showcase them uh and then we try to just do not a super complex cup but not really a basic one either like something that everyone could do 
um, following along with me. And that's my biggest thing for Live by Nikki is I want to do it live. I want you to be able to follow along step by step and do it all with me. That way, if you have questions or have problems, I'm there and I can answer. Yes. Yeah, we did. We did the community. Brian wanted to do the community makers box. It was fun, but I didn't. It's it good. took me. I, I wasn't the. I was like, I'm not the one. It was awkward for me, but I got through it. It was. It was a lot of fun. It's funny when either both of you coming from making cups like before either of these businesses were a thing, and you'd get orders. I'm sure for you, you know sometimes ten plus wedding parties, things like that. And now your goal mm -hmm. is to make one tumbler a month. You know, like, it's funny how it twists like that. It was like, oh, I have 300 tumblers to get out in the next 20 days. And that's what it was. It and was. then now when you're on the other side of it, it's like, all right, I think I can get one done in 30 days. I think I can get this bad boy done. <laughs> what was your cup making? Uh, you had, what was your business? Was it like three pigs in a cup or something? It was little, hand, little hands, L-I-L, little, little hands in a cup. Yeah, I where I got the three. little hands. So my last name, Hamilton. And then like, we were always called Hambones and whatever. So like, my kids are my two hams, like my little hams. So don't ask me how that ever came about, but it did. What's funny is I came up with little hams in a cup before I did cups. And I was like, this has gone full circle. Yes. That's awesome. Navigating. So for me, uh, we, we, we skipped past some, but like you even mentioned it briefly. So like you did some engineering, you were a math teacher. I believe you said to me at one point, like, what, how many hats has Nikki Hamilton worn? And like, what are those hats? Yeah, I didn't even know an engineering yeah. thing. Like, I, I, I want to hear, let's, let's start with like, I'm sure you started in fast food or something like we all did. Like, let's hear the whole Nikki career path. Let's do it. Okay, so here's, here's what's funny. I talk to so many people and they're like, I'm like, oh yeah, I used to work there. Oh yeah, I used to do that. No, like, of course you did. Like, you've done freaking everything. I know. Um, so I started at a pizza joint. So I worked at a pizza joint. I worked at Hollywood Video. I don't know if anyone remembers. I, yeah, I remember Hollywood Video, uh, for sure. <laughs> worked at Hollywood Video. I worked at Best Buy. I worked at a sporting goods store. I worked at Ruby Tuesdays. I worked at a gym. I worked at Target. I worked at a dog kennel. <laughs> I worked at a bar. I worked at a vet clinic. I worked at a daycare. Um, then I went into teaching. And cup making, and here I am. That's, that's crazy. awesome. Yeah, that's why I worked at Ruby Tuesday. I also worked at Best Buy. I share like honestly probably half of the rundown that you gave. I never had any of those kinds of jobs. Like I worked at a grocery store, and then I was a dentist office manager. Like it was. I tried to get a job at Blockbuster, boring. but I had knuckle tattoos already by that time. And that was still when, you know, tattoos were no bueno. Oh, we got yeah. 20 years ago. Uh, yeah, literally, probably like 20 years ago. Even my mom's best friend was the manager and I still couldn't get a job. They were like, listen, <laughs> you, have, you might have to wear band-aids over your fingers. And I was like, that looks more natural than just letting me have tattoos on my knuckles. Oh, uh, here, here we are. <laughs> So with uh, uh, even after Live by Nikki and everything, where do you see uh, your future and stuff like going, moving towards influencing? Is that like what you the kind of path you want to move towards bringing, I guess, joy back in crafting and allowing right. that to be the focus instead of the things you're crafting with being the focus, I guess? Yeah, I think you could say that. Like, 
I've met a lot of really awesome people in the last couple of years, like Sarah that. being one of them. Um, yeah. Well, you two, Jason, yeah, though, don't feel bad. Sarah, but me, like, me and Sarah that. hang out a little more. One of yeah. us flies down to see Nikki, and the other one is Jason. Okay, you're right. <laughs> Correct. Correct. No, I've just met some really awesome people, and I think that in itself will open up opportunities. I think a lot of what the craft world is is the networking, like who you know, you know, who you're friends with, like where you can, you know, find your way. And I think I've built a lot of really great relationships at Steel Magnolia that will hopefully carry me on. Um, I know me and Sarah have talked about like me teaching more classes and her crazy ideas she has. And I'm like, I'm so gung ho about those. Um, but I, I, I love being that I was a math teacher. I love teaching. And if you can say, crafting and teaching and I do both of them all in the same sentence like that is my dream so I don't know you know where my life will end up and where I'm going to retire at but I see myself in the near future doing the whole influencing and teaching and that's just where my passion is and where I want to see myself I love that and I think you do great you're you vocalize yourself great you put yourself out there you Whatever your confidence level is, it doesn't matter because you present the most confidence in the world. And uh, I think definitely crazy. always the life of the party for sure. Definitely, usually the loudest one in the room, at least any of the rooms that I've been in with you. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. No, no, we love it. I would never apologize for being you. Well, Nikki, I know that you are probably very busy today, and I just wanted to thank you for coming on our little podcast. Yeah, we appreciate you taking the leap of faith being our first guest. Yes, thank you so much. I appreciate you both um, with this and everything else you do. You guys are amazing people, and I love surrounding myself with amazing people, and I, I, I love y'all. Yeah, I'm coming in a few weeks to sleep in your barn and on, a, on an air mattress. I know, right? That's going to be real bonding, too. Oh. <laughs> We're going to muddle through. It'll be all right. We'll be good. <laughs> all right, we'll I'll be in my house in my nice little bed. Y'all will be out there in the barn. Exactly. We'll, we'll, all, we'll figure it out. We'll pitch it in. We got to. <laughs> we'll let you get back to your stuff. And uh, we really appreciate you joining us. And uh, we look forward to all the stuff you have coming out in the future. Thank you, guys. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Thank Nikki. You. I love Nikki. That was actually a very good conversation i think that for a first guest especially for uh what giving her a synopsis of what we're going to talk about five seconds prior to us uh talking i think that went quite well yeah she totally misunderstood when i told her how this was going to go down but you know what she made it work in true nikki fashion and uh we weren't kidding about the barn thing she tried to get jimmy to agree to go sleep elsewhere for the weekend for texas for the misfit makers and i'm just tell you she said that did that did not go over well and i think the bottom line was they're sending the kids away instead <laughs> uh where, where's the barn come in though because she has a barn like a she shed but uh, it can only, she said it only sleeps like two, but there's like six or something that are trying to sleep in there. We're going to figure it out. It's going to be nuts. And I don't know. They'll just tell me where to sleep and I'll just sleep there. But Jimmy said, I'm not leaving my house. <laughs> can you imagine? Babe, can you sleep somewhere else so my friends can sleep over? Uh, yeah, it's a hard no. Yeah, I think you and Jimmy are going to side on the same one on that one. All right. Well. Let's get into our Twisted T files, shall ready? we? Because I looked them up. And I got them all, and I think they're going to be fun. 
twisted. So, and you were not privy to any of these stories previous. I'm curious how you were going to react to them. One of them I do know you might like. I'm ready. So the first one, headline says, New Zealand police find 3.5 tons of cocaine in the Pacific Ocean. New Zealand police said Wednesday they found more than three tons of cocaine floating in a remote part of the Pacific Ocean after it was dropped there by an international drug smuggling syndicate. Did I say that right? Syndicate. 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 Came out all right. While they had yet to make any arrests, police said they had dealt with a financial blow to everyone from the South American producers of the drugs through to the distributors in what was the nation's largest ever drug seizure. New Zealand Police Commissioner Andrew Coaster said that the cocaine had been dropped at a floating transit point in 81 bales before it was intercepted by a Navy ship, which was deployed to the area last week. The ship then made the six-day trip back to New Zealand, where the drugs were being documented and destroyed. I'm curious how you destroy cocaine. I didn't Google that part. Mm, send it to L.A. <laughs> the value... Of the 3.2 tons, oh no, T-O-N-N-E-S, is that different than tons? No, it's still tons. Because they have both, 3.2 tons or 3.5 tons, whatever that means. Of cocaine was about 500 million New Zealand dollars, which is 316 million in American. And it was likely destined for Australia. Australia I'm so sorry about <laughs> the supply chain issues for your cocaine, but it don't look like that's coming. Mm, a ton, so that we both know, is a U.S. measurement, and tones with the two ends is metric. So 1,000 kilograms versus 2,240 pounds. So we just Go wanted on. to make everything different with all of our measurements. That's well, we, so we weird. Just, yeah, we suck with measurements. Go on. We believe there was enough cocaine to service the Australian market for about one year. So now we also know what the Australian market for one year of cocaine is, and that would be 3.5 tons. So it's 3.5 tons a year of cocaine. Oh, no versus. Do we through. have like a, is there like a tier sheet for like cocaine usage per country? Like, where does the U.S. rank? I know our school systems are somewhere in like 15th, but like, where's our coke usage at? at? Are we like up there? I don't have that data here, but I can source that for next week if you would like. Yeah. I need Make those it that numbers. little chart. All right. Hit me Off with to... another. So this one you might like. Increasing fine for left lane slow pokes gets quick traction. That sounds like it was made by you. That sounds for like you. you are the legislature. Ooh, good word. A bill allowing police to charge a bigger fine for people driving slow in the left lane of interstates and other multi-lane highways is one of the first to be taken up at the South Carolina State House in 2023. A Senate subcommittee Tuesday approved increasing fines from $25 up to $100 and giving most of the increased amount to the State Highway Patrol. The full Senate Transportation Committee is scheduled to take up the bill on Wednesday. Lawmakers passed the so-called Slowpoke Bill in 2021. Over roughly a year, state troopers wrote nearly 500 tickets. And I'll tell you what, if I was one of those state troopers, I could double that quickly. I call it the one potato bill. That's what I call those people. The one potato. one potato. It requires drivers in the left lane to move over if a car comes up behind them in the right lane. Oh, and the right lane is clear. That's right. If I'm running up behind you and you're going five miles an hour, just move over, please. 
you definitely want to move if Sarah's coming up at you. That is aggression at its finest. It's like gone in 60 seconds in action, live. You know what, but, like, I know that I I have anxiety Every day I'm going to work. It's, well, you know what I think it is, is I like to do multiple, I don't like to do multiple things. My brain just wants to do multiple things at the same time. And I can only really do one thing in the car. And then when I'm a passenger and I'm on my phone, I get a little, I get a little um, car sick. So when I'm a driver, I do singing to try to do two things at once. And I didn't even realize that I was doing that at first. I just noticed that was how it is. And I mean, you don't let me always control the radio. No, I don't. Because it's usually just Taken Back Sunday on Loopski. Yeah. It's a bit much. No. It's just about... I mean, it's not. It's Taken Back Sunday radio, it's so it's like at, all like, of them. baby shark status. You just... This is going to go on YouTube. I want you to know that. Taking Back Sunday is going to hear you comparing them to baby shark. And I I'm going to defend it. them so hard right now. I Guys, hope, he doesn't mean it. I hope Taken Back Sunday has any reason... To listen to my radio show. Yeah, they have a big reason. I'm right <laughs> here. I mean, I'm not that big, but there's a reason. So, that's my story for there. And now the third story is something that I kind of bring up every year because it, it baffles me. But the whole groundhog thing, right? So, when I was Googling bizarre Spokes stories. Tony Phil? Is that who you're referring to? So My guy? You're Well, it's a groundhog, so it's not a guy. So, you're a groundhog. My hog. Actually... Uh, I think, what did they, uh... They call him the ground daddy. No, no. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> One article actually referred to him as a taxidermy species. What the... Yo, how... Get, you're a taxidermy species, my dude. Bro, I'm upset. Somebody's got to tell <laughs> Phil... There's people talking shit. No one tell Phil. His poor little groundhog feelings will be so oh, hurt. He'll never God. come out again. I'm upset. I bet. So. How dare you? What got? So I was Googling bizarre stories and the groundhog thing kept coming up, which didn't really um, stand out to me as a bizarre story at first. But I mean, it is kind of bizarre. One, do you guys all know that there is, I mean, I couldn't find the list this time, but I Googled it in 2014. And in 2014, there was 46 groundhogs that we allow them to predict the weather. You know that? Now I can only find six of them, but there, I bet you there's still a ton. I thought you were just saying that there was 46 groundhogs left. And I was like, people need to – it is not a taxidermy species. To... <laughs> Stop it. Stop stuffing them. There's only 46 left. So if you guys are not from our area, of course, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try real hard. Don't even – Punxsutawney Phil. I said it, Punxsutawney Phil. Yeah, but I can't say it. Use the Philly in our voices. It's Punxsutawney Phil. If there's an X and there's a whole bunch of letters in here and I, my brain looks at that word and it's like, woo, can't do it. Anyway, Phil, and did you know other people use the name Phil, but not everyone? So as the tradition goes, every year on February 2nd, Phil the Groundhog comes out of his hole in Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. If he sees his shadow, we'll supposedly get six more weeks of winter. If he doesn't see his shadow, winter is over. Seems bizarre, right? And it does. So, how exactly did groundhogs become the go-to animal for predicting the weather? And I'm going to tell you guys that. First, it came up with a little Bill Murray quote, but I really haven't seen the groundhog movie, so I'm going to skip that. The tradition comes It's Groundhog from... Day again. Yeah. 
That's the whole title? It's Groundhog Day again? No, that's pretty much the quote. It's not the quote. You know, I gotta read it. That's not bad for a... <laughs> you know what? It's words with certain letters. I can't pronounce it even if I know how to pronounce it. Quadrupled. You well, you just hit that, nailed it first trying to warm up. So I, didn't like, know that was, I did about? not know how that was going to come out. That's not how I thought it was going to come out. Boom. That's how it works. Hit it with confidence. Yeah, Herb. <laughs> Quadrupled. Nailed it. Go on. You got to check your mirrors just side of your eye, side of your eye. That's the quote. Let's move beyond the quote. Yeah. All right. <clears throat> the tradition comes from Germany. An old religious holiday called Candleman's Day. The Germans paid attention to the badger... Candlesman day, Candlemas Day was the midpoint between winter solstice and the spring equinox. If the badger saw its shadow, it meant a second winter was coming. Ironic that we just changed that again, didn't we? So when the practice came to the U.S. in 1887, the groundhog was chosen because badgers aren't native to eastern North America. While it may seem random, there is some logic to turning to the groundhog for weather predictions. I like that they said there is some logic to turning to a groundhog for weather predictions. That's just, that sentence in itself seems a little... It could have just been like any type of animal that pops out of a hole though, right? I don't know, maybe... maybe that, that's what could have happened. It could have been like Armadillo Day. Armadillo Day. Which, I mean, then... Do they we don't got no armadillos in, in New Jersey, do we? Mm-mm, but... Punxsutawney's in Philly, in PA, Pennsylvania. He's in, like, Western PA, too. Western, yeah, that's the sticks. That's what we call that. Like badgers, groundhogs, also known as woodchucks or whistle pigs, I didn't know that second one. Whistle, that is awesome. Are also considered true hibernators. Woohoo, hibernators. When they emerge from hibernation, it means winter is almost over. In winter months, their body temperature drops 62 degrees. Comparatively, if a human body temperature drops just 4 degrees, it goes into hypothermia. Oh, fun fact. A groundhog's hibernating heartbeat is only 5 beats per minute. In warmer months, its heart beats 80 times per minute. Their breathing slows down in the winter, too. It can go from 16 breaths a minute to about two during hibernation. However, the idea that groundhogs are predicting the weather when they come out of hibernation may be a bit of a stretch. Malarkey. Yeah, none of this is saying that we should listen to these groundhogs for about this winter thing. Like, none of this. (sighs) What else did I put on here? But we will keep on doing it. We'll sell t-shirts and we will predict the weather with groundhogs. The real reason groundhogs come out of their holes in early February is to look for mates. Mating season is in March, so they wake up a little early to scope out potential partners. Better early, you know, better get early on that one. And then return to their burrow to wait out till winter. Oh, so they come out, check. I got, I'll see you in a few weeks. And then they go back in their hole. Um, whether the groundhog sees its shadow on February 2nd has more to do with the weather that day. What? That'd be nuts. Then the groundhog itself. After all, Punxsutawney Phil has only been right about 30% of the time. More reasons why we probably should not be taking advice from a taxidermy species. (sighs) Groundhog's Day announcer. Oh, Groundhog's Day announcer. I think that was part of the article, and I'm not supposed to read that part. What? Get it right for a change? So we're probably better off listening to meteorologists or just flipping a coin. Rad. Just for a fun fact, over 127, uh, we have 127 recorded times that Phil has predicted the weather, 
and he has now seen his shadow 107 times. His longest streak of seeing his shadow remains at 31, when he saw it every year from 1903 to 1933. That's a fun fact for you. Glorious. I just think it's weird. Like, one... How is a groundhog in Pennsylvania going to tell the people over in California when or when not winter is stopping? Because I got new, I don't, how do people in mid-California know when it is winter at all? In Florida, Georgia, parts of North Carolina, all most of South Carolina, Texas. How do they know when it's winter? I mean, they knew this year, but. <laughs> Probably when the decorations come out on the store shelves. We're just listening to this darn groundhog for no reason, just trying to sell things, and he's not even a badger, so it's even more reasons why we should have left it in Germany. Is that all your stories? There's three. You don't like them? It was supposed to be four. Four? You shorted me. Well, the I groundhog's one was really long, I feel like. I went I went thorough with that one. It was deep. It was a deep I, cut. I got one more little snippet that was Groundhog's Day, Groundhog's Day Facts Deep Cut Edition. Well, like, this whole Groundhog's thing has just got me twisted. I hear it. I know. I, now I know for the next week I'm going to be hit with Groundhog's facts, like brushing my teeth. Hey, did you hear this about Groundhog's? Cooking dinner. Hey, also, the Groundhog did this. This was the first time a Groundhog... Insert fact. Predicting the arrival of springtime for an entire country, especially one with varied climate... Oh, I'm sorry, with var varied regional climate as the United States isn't easy, the center said. And that, I believe they were saying that to so the, defend the groundhog. So the groundhog is a scapegoat because no one wants to take the heat for saying like, yo, man, winter's over. It's cool. And then like, boom, snowstorm. You'd be like, you liar. And, and you're a scoundrel, actually. Isn't the first day of spring? But instead, the first you can just get mad at a groundhog and then probably stuff it, right? Because that's what that he's a taxidermy species. I'm gonna be a groundhog activist after this. With that, I hope that nobody thinks ill of the groundhog like these people do. And I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Uh, I hope you guys uh like the way that we're kind of moving things i think we're we're kind of making it come together a little bit more each time going to try to continue to grow continue to have cool guests i can't give you a preview of who's going to be on next week because i gonna be honest we don't have anybody right now i want to talk about some fun glitter stuff next week i don't know what but let's like talk about some like glitter stuff all right glitter stuff we'll figure out glitter stuff for next week uh, don't forget, wherever you're listening to this, make sure that you uh, like, subscribe, uh, follow, uh, whatever it is on that particular platform. And uh, thanks for supporting and share if you guys like it with anybody else that you think might want to listen. Support the Groundhogs. All right. See you later. And when making tea, Let's get back always to bring the pot to the kettle and never bring the kettle to the pot. Now, pour the tea.